You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you, watched you work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I run in that place and take <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. What's up? What's going on? I am live on location at Tide 100.9. And you can consider me the backup quarterback for this little week because, you know, my man Martin Houston has run his mayoral campaign. Uh, You know, my name is Joshua White, also known as your favorite intern, also known to my Jamaican brothers and sisters as the Big Dundada. And uh, like I said, we coming live on location, but I would be remiss if I didn't introduce my partner in crime right here. The Dwayne Wade to my LeBron, the uh, Scotty Pippen to my Michael Jordan, the Rob Gronkowski to my Tom Brady for the week. Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. What's happening, Josh? I'm happy to be. I'm, I'm happy to be your Gronk this week, definitely. After, <laughs> I'm after last night's game, I'll take that title any day of the week. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, uh, we gotta. And speaking of the game, man, we're gonna have to go ahead and get right on to it, man. Because of course, this is the biggest spectacle in sports. We would be remiss if we didn't start off and and just go ahead and get to the nitty gritty now. Super Bowl last night, we all know what happened. Your boy Tom Brady got seven rings. He started to run out of fingers, 31 to 9. Now, we, everybody has this legacy talk, and I, and I ain't going to lie, I was involved in the rap poison as well, but only because I truly believe that this is a once-in-a-lifetime event, although I think this could happen next year because I think uh, with, OT, with the um, COVID-19 pandemic, the the Tampa Bay Bucks aren't even as good as they probably can be because if you think about them missing OTAs, not having a preseason, and everything going on with the COVID pandemic, who's to say that they don't have even more camaraderie, more chemistry, and even get better on offense, right? So, and and I go back to my previous point by saying this is a once in a generation event because this is the closest thing we're gonna get to two goats battling it out. We didn't get a chance to see Michael Jordan and LeBron James go head to head. We didn't get a chance to see a young Mike Tyson going against the old Wiley veteran of Muhammad Ali, right? So I think the legacy talk is something that we got to acknowledge, right? So we we got to keep it a buck, right? So no pun intended. So thirty, it was 31-9. to nine. Patrick Mahomes didn't perform as well as we thought he would. Tom Brady, of course, did what he did on the biggest stage for the seventh time. You know, but at the same time, let's we got to contextualize this because football is the ultimate team game, right, Joe? Absolutely. See, the thing about see me coming from a basketball background, I'm a point guard. You know, I'm a legend out here in these UA streets. Uh, all wreck, you know, all wreck legend. Top fifty to ever come across UA. I'm just telling. That's just how I feel. You know, all time leader in assists, uh, first team all defense. You know, uh, very com- comparable to CP3, a black John Stockton. You know, very. You know, that's what people call. Hey, hey, now look, 
I'm just giving you the real, right? That's the only rule on my show. When I'm here, the only rule is to be real. And, of course, you can't curse. But, hey, that's that's the corporate thing, right? So let's get back to the point. When it's the ultimate team sport. And, I, and as I was watching the game, right, this Super Bowl was very reminiscent of Super Bowl 50, man. When Cam Newton had carried his team to a 15-1 and record, carried them throughout the NFC, and finally got a chance to play payment. And then they see them dogs. And them dogs meaning the Denver Broncos. Back when they had Von Miller, Derek Wolf, T.J. Ward, Aquil Talib, Chris Harris Jr. Now I'm not saying that the Tampa Bay Bucks defense was even that much, that had that level of talent, but people forget until last night that the Tampa Bay Bucks had a top ten defense last year with Jameis. The only reason they didn't get to the playoffs last year was Jameis because he went uh, what thirty for thirty like like the uh, <laughs> like the documentaries right so. <laughs> You know, we we got to sit up here and contextualize that football is the ultimate team sport because back to the 2015 reference, Cam Newton was on a level that we have never seen in an NFL quarterback. Like, let's be honest. Name that was one, his MVP year, right? Right, right. Name one guy that you know literally carried a team that involves 22 players at the field at a time. Who was his best target that year? Greg Olson? Is he a Hall of Famer? Is he better than Tyreek Hill? Is he better than, you know – We've seen Cam Newton be able to navigate between, uh, what can I say, the greatness of an individual and the uh, mediocrity of a team, right? Because we we just never seen anything like him. That's why he's one of my favorite players all the time. But to parallel this back to Patrick Mahomes last night, we all know that from the eye test alone, I think Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady. Even though he just lost, I just got to give my explanation. As we could see, he was doing it from different arm angles. He's able to... Uh, essentially get bent, bent like a pretzel, you know, and still be able to get the ball off 25 yards with the flick of the wrist, right? He's more mobile than Tom Brady. Like I said, I think he has more arm strength. I think he has more zip on the ball. But he didn't win the game. But to contextualize that, it is a team sport. And to to get to my point, this man, Patrick Mahomes, was running for his life. Like, I have never seen Patrick Mahomes under this much of the rest, not at Texas Tech, not in the early part of his career, um, even when he played that great Denver team, I think it was his first or second game, he still was – his offensive line was intact, right? And we, we got to call a spade a spade, right, Joe? Absolutely. Because that's the only rule is to keep him 100. This man, Patrick Mahomes, was under more pressure than a single mother. We, we got to we, – <laughs> this man, Patrick Mahomes, was under more pressure than a single mother of five. That man had to pay the bills. That man had to cook, had to make sure John John got in bed before nine – had to make sure that the child support was paid. Not to mention she had to go to work in the morning, right? And are we going to blame Patrick Mahomes for this loss? Right, what What's Patrick Mahomes, like, what's the stain on his legacy? Is this going to be a stain on his legacy, man? What what, you, what do you think, Joe? A lot of people are going to take a Super Bowl loss as a stain on the legacy, but, like, I'm with you. He he did, he did couldn't get anything off all night. Every, every time he took a snap, it was the left and the right tackle collapsing under JPP and under uh, Shaq Barrett basically coming off both edges killing him and, and so he was under he, he didn't have a whole lot of time to find Tyreek Hill it was it was uh, Kelsey underneath for seven or eight yards or basically nothing all night uh, I, I I hate to say oh it's a stain on his legacy but losing a Super Bowl is kind of it's a it's a little bit of a black eye but but I mean he's still one of the best quarterbacks 
he's still the talent wise. He's probably one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Uh, he's right. still super young. He's going to have a lot of time to get back to get back to the Super Bowl and win. You know, two or three more and. I, I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a whack guy because because of the uh, he coming into the game with uh, such a beaten up offensive line. Basically, right. lo- lo- losing losing Eric Fisher in the last game uh, really put uh, put the Chiefs behind the eight ball. Right, and and then the, and it goes back to like I said, this is the ultimate team sport because we've seen somebody that looked like Superman. That cape just got torn off by the Denver Broncos in 2015, and then we see the same thing happen again. And like I said, people are so they so uh, eager to the crown time, which he is the goat. There's no disputing that. But people forget Shaquille Barrett had 20 sacks last year. You know, people forget Jason Pierre Paul was on one of them great New York Giants uh, off defensive line. You know, alongside Isaac Yumanera, alongside Michael Strait, he was up there. You know. He's still getting to the that boy getting to the ball. He only got three fingers on one hand. He he he's a proven commodity in the league. Devin White, somebody that's a special talent in the league. He's going to rank in the top one hundred uh, players this year, I believe. Uh, so you got Levante David on that defensive end. He's going to rank in the top one hundred players. You know, and then they got an emerging secondary with Murf, Murphy Bunton, who made a big play on the uh, on that uh, deflection first quarter in the game that could have been a touchdown. Then you have uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., who's a developing safety, who's only going to get better with time, man. So I think that top to bottom, that the Buccaneers were a more talented team, but everybody was so um, looking forward and, uh, how can I say, uh, eager, for lack of a better term, for the Patrick Mahomes and the Tom Brady matchup that we forget the Buccaneers had an all-star team. People forgot about Leonard Fournette. Look how the run game was established early on in that game to open up the play-action pass, to open up the screen pass, to open up the intermediate game, allow for Rob Gronkowski to get these nice little touchdowns because he could just, you know, Flow right on through the middle, man. But it's it's just so much going on, man. And I, I got to open these phone lines up because I don't want to talk you to death. Let's get to the Takakasa hotline at 205-342-9904. Let me say it again. The Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. Come on down to the crib. Chill with me for a little minute. It's a little early and I need some company, man. Me and Joe get a little lonely sometimes. So, uh, Lake Moore and John, how you doing, brother? What's going on with you? Good morning, gentlemen. Good to uh, good to talk with you this morning. How y'all? We good, man. How about you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm listen. Uh, I'm glad to have you on this morning because uh, I'd like to have a uh, some round ball expertise out here. And first, let me uh, give the props to the Bucks. I, uh, as an alumni of uh, South Florida, uh, I was real proud of Jason Pierre Paul, of course, and. Uh, I, uh, I'm from Tuscaloosa, uh, but I ended up graduating from South Florida and spent 40 years of a career in Tampa Bay, and I yeah. suffered through the uh, bad years and the uh, and now uh, the 0-3. That was great, you know. But mm-hmm. good to see it again, and I was real happy for James Ludeman last night. I know he was real <laughs> thrilled. Uh, and but my question, man, I'm, I'm really this year. I'm really fired up about the. Uh, Alabama basketball and man, I watched that game on Saturday and um, gosh, I mean, I stuck through, I never gave up and I kept watching and it, and it paid off. But I think the best quote uh, of that day was right after the game, James uh, Ludeman uh, tweeted out, I don't even know how to feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that summed me up. And listen, I am an absolute newbie to basketball. I, two years ago, I couldn't even spell basketball. <laughs> no, nah, man, well, don't play yourself like that, man. You sound like an intelligent brother. 
appreciate you. But listen, I'd like your uh, opinion on what causes something like that. What 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 makes us look, you know, like we did in the first half and then in the second half? It, that's a great question, man. And and this is uh, coming from, like you said, a round ball expert, all rec team. I have to mention that my credentials so people understand what's going on, or the information and who it's coming from, right? So that, to me, that... It comes down to a lack of want. It comes down to a lack of hunger. It comes down to the lack of Mamba mentality. See, I'm the biggest Kobe Bryant fan there is. I'm the biggest Lakers fan there is. And just like how you were explaining your troubles to um, that you were going through in Tampa, knowing that y'all was known as the sucking ears, you had to wait till 03 to get the title. I felt the same way. You know, there was years where we were going back and forth between the number one and the number two pick. Every year we just sorry. Kobe trying his hardest. But – you know, I got to enjoy the glory days when I was earlier, right? And what I noticed in championship teams is that every night they bring it. Every yeah. night there's a certain mentality of I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna allow somebody to beat me. It's personal now, right? Because when we yeah. look at basketball, it's, it's all of, it's all about personal matches. Me going one on one, me defending my guy, me getting past my guy, right? So when we look at it from that context, it's a lack of uh how can I say it's a lack of want. Because you'll never see a Nick Saban coach team, and not this is not an indictment of Coach O's, but let's let's keep it a buck, right? You'll never see a Coach Saban team be ranked number one and then just you know just lose their minds, right? We have never seen that in the history of Alabama football, right? And I'm not saying this is an indictment on the coaching, but as a coach, you need to have your guys ready and prepared because Missouri had proven to be a good team. They had three ranked wins this year, right? So once we contextualize the mentality, we lay the foundation of that. Now we can plant that seed and grow this tree. Now. When you get the seed, as I like to call it, that rat poison, and you get you're smelling yourself a little bit, you you feel all the hype, you rank top ten the first time since two thousand two in program history. Now all of a sudden you think you y'all think y'all that guy. Okay then, cool. So you lost to Oklahoma, got smacked. You know you should have probably got blew out by Oklahoma. Luckily we rallied back last time, right? And then you come back another Saturday and you lay another egg. That's not even that's that's not only entitlement. We got to that's just plain out being sorry. Right. So when you look at the first half, we had a lot of turnovers beating ourselves. Um, I believe we had uh, five turnovers in the first five minutes and a lot of their buckets came in transition, which we're not able to guard. And then when we uh, when you implement a new system like such as the three in uh, key, the main emphasis to make sure that you drive the balls that way you can collapse the defense and you can kick it out to shooters that way they're open. When we are not playing our game, when we're just settling for lazy threes, when we're not getting to the free throw line, when we're not getting down in transition, and on top of that, we turning the ball over and giving these guys free points. Oh no, it's a hey man, it's it's a it's a wrap like Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I that makes perfect sense. I appreciate that. The, the thing too is. My when I was watching it, it looked like we were doing better on the rebounding than we had in the past. But yet we just had these silly turnovers, mm-hmm. and uh, so we, in my opinion, I thought we did better on the rebounds. But then we just gave it up on the turnovers, and that want to. I agree with you, man. I I really like Coach Oates, but yet, man, I, to me that's that's coaching and. Mm-hmm. Maybe in basketball, unlike football, you don't have as many people sitting on the bench, and and maybe you know when somebody's their head isn't in the game, you can you can put a, a backup in, and but I, I don't know is our bench strong enough that we can rely on that? And and man, see you ask all the right questions, brother. I'm gonna need you to come down one of these days and be a co-host, man, because you're asking oh, no. all the right questions, man. <laughs> see see this is what people don't realize, right? In basketball. 
the depth is so important because if you look at all these uh, championship teams, you think of great benches. You think of my, you think of the Miami Heat back when LeBron was there. You had Ray Allen coming off the bench. You had Shane Battier yeah. coming off the bench. When you think of uh, great teams like the um, the Bulls, they had Tony Kukoc coming off the bench. And what people don't realize is that this Jordan Bruner injury is so pivotal, right? Because it it leaves us without depth on the bench because as much as I love Alec Reese, he's not a starting center. He's somebody that can come off and give me a spark plug when things aren't going well because sometimes the starting five just doesn't have it, right? Sometimes the starting yeah. five just doesn't have it. And if we look at our um if we look at our bench, it's just like, okay, yeah, Keon Ellis is good, but you can tell he's still developing. He's uh he's willing and able to make big shots, but he's not really good with the ball in his hands. He's turnover prone. You look at somebody like Javon Quinterly who at times look like he can be a six-man of the year in the SEC, and at times look like, dog, what are you doing? You're over-dribbling. You're not looking <laughs> at the rim. You're just throwing the ball up. You're not Kyrie Irving. If the if it's not there, pass the ball, right? And then once we and once we work from that framework, it's like, okay, the, one of the biggest things why we were able to um, get to undefeated conference play was because we were playing deep. We, had John, we got John Petty that's going to give us 12 points. Herb Jones going to give us 12 points, right? Um, yeah. Jay Shackelford can give me 12 to 15 points. Alex Reese can give me 10 points off the bench. I know Jordan Bruner is going to be able to stretch the floor at a bare minimum and also protect the rim. Um, you got uh, Keon Ellis that I know can make threes off the dribble. You got, you know, all kind of things. Uh, not off the dribble, excuse me, off the catch. So especially when we're compromised by one player, that, that damage. And then you got to think about Herb Jones, who got an early foul trouble that wasn't able to get into a rhythm. That compromised our lift and some of our good defense because he's the best defender on the team. So now on top of us not having – a deep bench, our best player was compromised as well. So that was a good observation by you, sir. Yeah, I tell you, that that, that makes good sense. And, uh, well, listen, I, I really appreciate it. I hadn't, hadn't really caught you before, uh, but uh, really enjoying your talk and uh, appreciate it. And uh, I just say uh, go Bucks, go South Florida Bulls, but mainly roll tide, gentlemen. Roll tide, brother. It's nice to have you on, man. Man. So with that, with the call, you know, we finally got some company. We finally got somebody to kick it at the crib. Don't forget to hit the Taka Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. Right now, I got a light bill I got to pay. We got to keep these lights on up in here. Me and Joe got, you know, we trying to kick it official. So we're going to play this light bill, and I'm going to be right back. So y'all don't tune in. Don't turn the knob. Just tune in, baby. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, yes, it's Monday with a Super Bowl hangover. Thankfully, traffic is light. Please drive carefully, and if you see conditions, give us a call. You can drive home today in a brand-new Nissan and save, save, save from Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. The sky partly to mostly sunny today. The high for this afternoon around 62. For tonight, becoming mostly cloudy. The low at 48. Tomorrow, a mild day with a mixture of clouds and sunshine. The high 66. A few scattered showers Wednesday. The high at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and every Everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook.
welcome, 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 people. We are back for the second quarter. You know, we had to go ahead and pay that light bill and to keep these lights on, so now we good and we ready, right? Uh, we got some. Oh, yeah, I like that. Give me a little bit of country. Okay, we're going to switch it up this morning. I like that, man. This is the Martin Houston Show brought to you by the Taco Casa. And make sure you hit me up on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. Come visit with me. Come chill with your boy. Let's uh let's chop it up, man. You know how we do. You know how we do when I'm here, at least. You know, we're going to chill at the crib and we're going we gonna to talk, speak it like men, right? So uh, my man's late, late Martin John, right? He had brought up a good point about Alabama basketball. And before I get – now, we got a special guest, y'all. I think we got Tom Brady on the phone. I'm not sure. But it might – Joe, we we might we have a special guest on – we got a special guest on Yeah, Tom Brady said he's calling to celebrate in his, his ring. So he's on hold. You better not make him wait too long. Oh, yeah, I can't make him wait too long, man. You know what I'm saying? I need a – you know, I'm trying to get me a job at TV12, too. We're going to keep that on the low. But, uh, you know, we brought up a, a good point about Alabama basketball. And I wanted to say one thing, man. It's Monday. Let's embrace the Mamba mentality, man. Wake up this morning. It's never too late. You know, it's never too late to finish, and it's never too early to get started, if you know what I mean, on anything that you want to do, goals or anything like that. So besides the inspirational talk, you know, let's get let's get to the call, man. What, Tom, tell, tell me how you're doing, man. What's going on with you down there hey, in Tampa Bay, brother? What's happening? I'm telling you, if this was Tom Brady, <laughs> I'd, I'd be coming by Skyler and picking you up. And we'd be taking that Super Bowl check down, and we'd be standing on the corner making fun of the bank. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like you. I like that talk right there. That's the type of talk I like, brother. How you doing this morning, man? I'm good, Josh. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, uh, I, two things, and they're quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. it wasn't nothing on him uh, that you could blame. Uh, he gave 100% effort, mm-hmm. and uh, – i tell you what, I did not believe Fisher uh, being out was going to make that much of a difference, but uh, I was wrong about that. And uh, But uh, Mahomes, he's still the best, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, even under duress, <laughs> right. you could tell that guy, he's got it. Right. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, man, because if you look at how um, – the way that he's just composed under the pressure, right? We never seen somebody in the biggest game in the biggest moment with 300-pound linemen that essentially are trying to You're knock exactly your head right. off. You know, he, he's able to always keep his moxie about him. He's always able – he's always calm, cool, and collected. And even – did you notice how he was able to throw the ball off platform? Like, people are tugging at him like Superman on a cape, and he's still getting the oh, ball yeah, to the line of yeah. scrimmage and things of that nature. I, I want to ask you though, since you st- still think, because I'm under the uh, I'm under that same camp that still think um, Patrick Mahomes is the best. Do you a think we were robbed of a genuine uh, generational moment because of the injury due to Eric Fisher, as far as like goat versus goat? Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, when uh, when when he hadn't got his weapons, and you know you got to have the offensive line. That's a weapon, right. and. Uh, uh, where he could perform, you know, like he's capable. I mean, you could see, to me, when I watch him, uh, you know, I just see greatness oozing out of this guy. And uh, But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that, that uh, we didn't get we, – we, we got robbed as fans uh, when we didn't get to see him with full strength. Right. See, I'm under that same camp. And, and the other question that I wanted to ask you, man, and and this is uh and I know this is kind of um how can I say uh count, counterintuitive to the last question I just asked, but just because I want to gain another perspective other than mine, 
You seem to be a very knowledgeable guy. Does Tom Brady, with the seventh ring, does he transcend the the sport of football and becomes one of the greatest athletes there ever is? Or is he just a great football player? He's a great quarterback. Mm, I like that, Tom. You're keeping it real, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Tom. Don't get me wrong. And uh, I, I really didn't have a dog in the in, in the fight, but right. uh, I do like to watch good players play, and I can respect players, you know, for mm. being good, no matter who they play for. Right. But uh, Tom Brady's just a good quarterback, and probably the greatest of all time at that position. But uh, uh. No, uh, <laughs> Patrick's the best quarterback. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's it's like you said, man, even in a loss, you can still see the greatness. You can still see things that just Tom Brady isn't going to be able to do. Like I tell people all the time, let's put, let's uh, flip the shoes and put it on a different foot. Do we really, if Tom Brady, do we really think Tom Brady is that great to the point he can play with that kind of offensive line? His offensive line was way better in New England. He lost to Ryan Tannehill and them boys. Now, oh, yeah. we got to keep yeah, it a buck. And I love Tom now. Tom is my boy. You know, like I said, I'm still vouching to try to get this TB12 job, right? But we got to keep it a buck, man. And um, like you well, said, I mean, go ahead. Well, I mean, in the first half, let me ask you this. Did mm-hmm. you see what I saw? If it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, they would have had any offense. <laughs> yeah, they would have the got shut out. I, I truly believe they would have got shut out. Yeah, I, I do too. But uh, look, I want to transcend the basketball. Then I'm going to get off and let somebody else talk. I, you know, these 11 o'clock games, that's what I blame my performance on. Mm. Uh, Saturday, that's two Saturdays in a row. Right. And uh, at 11 o'clock games, and uh, I think we're traveling too late in the day on Friday. Mm. And, and uh, uh, because I tracked the, 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 the flights, and uh, we left like at 420 uh, this Friday and 5 o'clock last uh, Friday. Uh, these 11 o'clock games for the number one uh, team in the conference, I'm not getting that, and I think it hurts our team. Man, look, the fact that you came up on here and spoke facts, I got to commend you first and foremost. Second of all, brother, I wholeheartedly agree. There's no reason we're not getting there a day in advance. You know, let's go ahead and just get there a day in advance, get settled into that hotel, get used to a court. I'm I'm pretty sure they'll let us, that will allow us to practice in the practice facilities. And you're right, man, that's a late start because it's throwing off your sleeping habits. It's throwing off where you're going to find something to eat. And of course, with COVID and everything going on, it's just, it's it's kind of weird, man. I agree with you, though, Tom. Good point, man. I don't like 11 o'clock games, Josh. Hey, love the show. Thank you, Josh. Good job. Appreciate it, brother. You have a good one, man. Yeah, man. And, Right now, man, we we are uh, we we gonna get to the nitty gritty, but unfortunately, man, I see the repo man coming to get this car. I gotta get this car note off. I, I gotta I gotta find a way to get home, y'all. So we are gonna be right back. Make sure y'all come through and holler at me at two zero five three four two ninety nine zero four. Like I said, man, I'm gonna go ahead and get this thing paid off, and I'll be right back. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. From the towns of Nissan, traffic center traffic still light on this Monday morning. We do see some steady traffic going on McFarland eastbound coming in from West Tuscaloosa County. If you see other conditions, just give us a call, 205-886-8886. You can drive home today in a brand-new Nissan and save, save, save from towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. 
Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. What's good, what's good, my people? It is, we still a little early, man, it's 630 and you know we got to kick it off with little Dr. Dre and uh, the Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's just how I'm feeling, right? You know, uh, one of the best beats of all time. One of the greatest producers of all time. Joe, Joe, now, well, tell me what you know about that. Because I didn't really expect you to get in your bag like that. You just surprised me, man. Oh, I've got uh, got all kinds of tricks. Just just <laughs> name the genre and I'll, I'll find some tricks in there. All right, cool. We gonna get uh, we got to get some Stevie Wonder in because I know my mama listens. That's her favorite artist, man. So I got to get some of that in. Now, if you didn't hear the last caller, man, very knowledgeable guy. Uh, you know, he, he uh, really just broke it down so eloquently about Alabama basketball. And we're going to um, switch gears a little bit, you know, go back and forth between Alabama basketball and Super Bowl because I'm cold like that. And that's, that's just what we're going to do, right? So... We, uh, over the break, me and Joe were just discussing what what is the missing key in the Alabama team, right? Because people don't realize that basketball, oh, I think we all know that there's no such thing as a perfect team in any sport, but especially in basketball, with there being so few players, you got to have the right pieces, right? Absolutely. I, do you not think it's Jordan Bruner that, that they've been missing? I do think Jordan Bruner plays a crucial role because when we look at why we got out rebounded by um by the Missouri Tigers, their main guy I forgot his name his last name is Tillman Jay Tillman right and you could tell he had a nice size on him he was very uh and six ten two sixty as much as I love Alex Reese he don't want that smoke 
and, and, hey, it is what it is. We just got to call a spade a spade, right? And uh, James Roas, he is definitely a, 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 he a dog. You know, he's going to give you energy if he ain't going to give you anything else, right? But it's just a pure size mismatch. And I do think Jordan Bruner, the injury is so crucial that people are not talking about it. Like, he, they don't realize how crucial he is to the offense and unlocking the space to allow Jaden Shackelford to get off in the isolation set, to allow our set screens for John Petty, to allow John, uh, excuse me, Javon Quinterly to operate in a pick and roll, pick and pop situation. Because what they, what we got to realize, we we are in an analytical driven uh, offensive system, meaning that we want threes are, are key, right? So if everybody's out at the three point line, baby, it's me and you, mano y mano. Let me have this dance, you know, before Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know, we go, we're going to get it special. We're going to get it popping in here, right? So I think his injury is so severely underrated on the offensive end because he's efficient. He's a senior. He's somebody that's not going to turn over the ball a lot. He makes the right decisions, sets good pick. And he plays with a level of physicality that if he does get switched off on the guard, he can go to the post and get an easy drop step. We can get six points a game off of mismatches. And then on the defensive end, he's able to match up with guys like Jeremiah Tillman because he has the weight and he has the height to help out on the boards. And a lot of reason why we lost is because how many points did we allow? Second chance points. We at least 10. I lost count. And, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a radio host. I'm not an arithmetic guy. You know, uh, that's the reason I'm not an MIT. <laughs> You know, so you what? Know, a math major? No, nah, not at all. Communications, baby. I uh, I make money with the words. <laughs> I make money with the words. You feel me? But so, I think that Jordan Brewer just adds that element on offense that, that that opens everything up for for the rest of the team. And to not have him over the last couple of weeks, you've seen the offense get kind of junked up. Right, and and it's because they're junked up because they're playing a four-one in set, and you with another two bodies because you got to include your player and the other player is going to clog up the lane, and it's not going to allow our ball handlers to uh, excel because to be honest, honest with you, Jaden Shackelford is a good scorer, but he's not, he needs a whole lot of space because his handle just not that tight just yet. He's developing though. Cause he's from last year to this year. I see a major improvement. You know, uh, I think he's stronger around the basket. He's finishing with his right hand a little bit. Although he missed two crucial layups against um, Oklahoma. I think he, he's still converting at a high rate, and, and that's the game. You're going to lose some close games. It is what it is. We just don't want to lose close games in March. So as I go down, and I'm going to break down this um this box score, right, there's a lot of things that I see, and I want and I want, to, I want my man Joe to see see if he, uh, if he sees what I see, right? So we got Alex Reese that went one for seven, one for five with two rebounds, two personal fouls, and three points. Now, uh, we'll get to that later because, right? like I said, uh, I'm not in the game of criticizing folks, but I am in the game of keeping it real. But, you know, you know what? God, dog, and I got to say it. This is why I don't think Alice Reese is a starting guy. It's not because he's not good, but that's just not his role. It's kind of very similar to a Jamal Crawford, you know, very similar to a, a, how can, a Kevin McHale. Not saying he's on that level of Hall of Fame guy. He's just somebody that I believe he's, he services, he is better service coming off the bench, playing against guys that's kind of his size and, you know, a little bit less competition because he's a tweener. He's better than a bench player, but I don't think he's good enough as a starter. And he's perfect as a six man. And I think Jordan, if you take him out for Jordan Bruner and then you have Alex Reese come off the bench with Javon Quinterly that can create out of the pick and roll that can drive and get them open shots at a high, at a uh, high level. And Keon Ellis, that's going to sit at the corner that nobody's going to help off of if you got any kind of sense. And then you got James Rojas to do the dirty work because Alex Reed don't want that smoke. Let's be honest. He's not somebody that's going to put in the dirty work. That's something that James Rojas do. And I think they play together well enough because that's a tandem. You got an outside attack. You got an inside attack, right? So let's go down to Herbert Jones. 
first and foremost, I got to get on the referee. Herb got to get that call at the end of the game. That It is what it is. He is the SEC Player of the Year candidate, and then I'm not sure if y'all follow basketball, but stars get calls, right? Kawhi Leonard is going to get certain calls that Lou Williams ain't going to get. I'm sorry. LeBron James going to get call- Well, you know, they treat LeBron like Shaq. He, I seen people ride his back, go to the rim, he throwing it up. You know, uh, the whole team on his back. Mama come along with it. They, you know, they don't want to call it. But it, neither here nor there, he gets calls. Kevin Durant gets certain calls. Herbert Jones, and although I'm not saying that he's on a Kevin Durant level, hopefully he does. If so, baby, hey, let me borrow five. <laughs> but it's certain calls that you got to get. Anytime that you pump fake and you jump and the defender is on your head, that, that's a foul. Now, does he make the free throws or not? We'll never know. But we got to have the opportunity because he is an SEC Player of the Year candidate. He's a first round talent. He deserves to get those calls, man. So and the, we, and the play and the possession earlier too, getting get to the rack, getting to his left hand, coming out of the timeout. Where I, I mean, I thought he was fouled, but uh, they didn't. They didn't call it. Bumped off the rim and uh, yeah. So two, two, so two late possessions where I thought he should have got a foul call right. for us. And and it's disrespectful because I think he's so meek. He's so meek and he's so humble that they it, it doesn't draw the attention. It's kind of like Kawhi Leonard early in his career in the San, San Antonio days. Uh, I remember uh, Coach Pop, he would always say Kawhi doesn't get calls because he doesn't scream at people. He doesn't get calls because he's not looking at the ref. He just continues to play on. I think Herb Jones suffered from the same thing because there's no reason why an SEC Player of the Year candidate doesn't get that call. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, Jason Tatum would have got that call. Jaleel Okafor would have got that call, you know, at Duke, but we're not going, we're not going, you know, we, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole, man. So he went three for seven, um, four rebounds, excuse me, five rebounds, one assist, uh, seven points, and four personal fouls. So people don't realize he got in foul trouble pretty early. He wasn't able to get into the rhythm of the game. And as big and as tall as he is, he's really kind of centrally our point guard, right? Because when he brings down the ball, he's able to initiate the offense. When they And, of course, we got all – Five, it may be except for Alex Reese. I think he's more so of a runner. But anytime they get the ball off that board, they can go dribble it down themselves and make a play, right? But, you know, he's kind of essentially our point guard when we run and set offense, and he's the guy that's making decisions, setting picks, uh, you know, just doing a little bit of everything like a Swiss Army knife. So then you got Josh Primo. This is the biggest problem. Zero for zero. That means you went donuts. Now, this is not an indictment on Josh Primo. He should be a senior in Canada, uh, in a Canadian high school, if I'm not mistaken. He's one of the youngest players in Division One basketball. But, brother, we we, we got to shoot the ball, man. I, you're a capable shooter. You have proven it throughout the season. You had a big game at Auburn. You know, one of the reasons why we won that game. You got to get shots up because at this point you're playing four on five. You're being a disadvantage to your team. And I know you want to get others involved. You know what I'm saying? He made a lot of right decisions and everything. He helped out with rebounding. But we got to get point production from Josh Primo. We got to get point production from everybody, especially when we're missing Jordan Broner and Herb Jones is out because of foul trouble, right? So then you got Jaden Shackford who went 4 for 12 but had a very James Harden-esque kind of game, being that he's left-handed, being that he everything is established off the step-back shot uh, or the three-point shot. Now, of course, he's not the ball uh, – not his ball dominant, of course, because, you know, he's not James Harden. Who, who is? But, you know – um, as far as, like I said, being left-handed, being able to get to the basket, unorthodox game, um, very much so a streaky, not a streaky shooter, a great shooter in my opinion. And um, although he went four for 12, he went six for seven at the free throw line. And like I said, that's James Harden-esque because even when James Harden has a bad night from the field, he's able to draw fouls, he's able to get to that free throw line and continue to put us in the game that way at the free throw line. Once we get easy points, we can get our defense set up, which we're, we're top 10 defense, right? So we got John Petty Jr., who was a product of the 256. So you know he with it. 
aka the Ville, Huntsville, Hunts Vegas, you know, a little up the road. We a little different down there, you know. Rocket City. Rocket City, baby. You know what I'm saying? He got that rocket on him. That's why he finna make a couple mil next year, you know. I might mess around and get my Rich Paul on, get that agency started, you know what I'm saying? But that's that's the right time for you. Yeah, it's right. Perfect. And nothing like good timing, baby. So he went four for twelve, three for six from three, six rebounds, eleven points, four steals, two blocks. He does his thing. See, now, out of all the guys I named, Joe, this is the question. Who do you want taking the last shot? Who do you know that, out of all the guys that I just named, can get you a bucket one-on-one, irregardless of the circumstances? Mm, I think that if it's, it, you know, I I can't criticize the late call the out, out of the timeout getting Herb Jones to the rack. Right. Yeah, that, I, I, I thought that was a good look, uh, it, 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 you know. I, I thought that was a good look. Now, for for the, as far as the, the others uh, the go, I think that Shackelford and Petty are the only two uh, only two other options for who do I need to get a last shot. If you can get Petty open on a catch and shoot situation, I feel really good about that. But if you're having a guy, you know, you you got to dribble it out and create your own shot. I think that's more Shackelford's uh, kind of skill set, so I would I, w- I would prefer seeing him in that situation. But I thought that Coach Oates, you know, they he, he fired him up in this uh, he fired him up at halftime. They put on a hard charge in the second half. Uh, maybe they do need to look into their procedures on Saturday morning, eleven o'clock games, whether whether it's traveling a day earlier or whether it's. Uh, practice schedule or whether you know whatever there there might be some tweaks in there uh that the crimson that the crimson tide program can look at because they've started i mean they've started slow the last two weekends the first half they've started slow in the second half they've kind of come on a little bit better uh so maybe that's something that they can address but to to mention your to go back to your point about who who would take the last shot I I really didn't have an issue with the, the final shot with, with Herb Jones really getting to the, getting to a layup there, uh, and then really the last last shot J- Jones passing out to Shackelford, uh, w- which he missed. But uh, that's just the way that goes. I th- I think you're looking at J- uh, Herb Shackelford and Petty. You gotta you gotta find one of those three guys depending on the situation. Right. See, and and I and you will see you're a student of the game, man. And I and I agree with you on your point as far as. The play being made for Shackford, that's a great out of uh, timeout play by the coach, Nate Oates. You get your best player at his best position, um, of course, which is at the rack, although he has developed great, greatly as a shooter. But the, you see the apprehension in your voice? You see how you had to search and scramble a little bit, brother? There's not a true killer. My point is, say it again. Yeah, there's not a true killer on the team. They're a good team who plays well together, but there's not as much as John Petty is a great shooter. He's not an alpha in the fact that he can, he's not creating his own shot exactly, off the ball, right? Exactly. Because and that's the thing that people don't realize that it is a everybody has fallen in, fallen in love and has romanticized this team basketball. We're going to pass the ball around. The last shot is going to be the great shot because I'm going to pass and he's going to pass it. I don't want to hear all that because at the end of the day, brother, that said, like for instance, how did we, how did the uh, Golden State Warriors lose? You you want to know what happened? How the Golden State Warriors lost to LeBron when they came back three one isolation basketball, meaning that I know for a fact LeBron's gonna get me thirty five tonight. I mean it for a fact. I know Kyrie Irving can get me thirty five tonight. You know what I'm saying? The reason why the Heat was able to beat the Spurs back in that uh back in those rivalry days, two anywhere from what tw- what was that twenty twenty twelve to fifteen twenty twelve to fifteen like exactly. It's because you got dominant guys that can isolate, and no matter regardless of the circumstance, can get you a bucket right. 
And you see, uh, when you look at these player comparisons, it's like, yeah, I don't mind Herb Jones getting to the basket and trying to finish, but he's more of an Andre Iguodala. Do I want Andre Iguodala really taking the last shot if no, I have a choice? No. Nah, it, it's just not. And it's not a knock on Herb Jones or anybody, but, you know, it, it's just it's like who's the true killer? You got Jaden Shackelford, who I think is developing, but he's not somebody because he's a honestly, some, if you watch the game, sometimes he's a questionable decision maker as far as shots. You know, he's not as tight with his handles as he need to be at his size, you know. And in the, isola- and in the end of the game, we've seen what happened. You know, and Alex Reese, he got the cojones to shoot the ball because we've seen it at Oklahoma. He shot he shot two, three straight. He'll shoot any shot he I, can get. And I respect it. He didn't make none of them now. <laughs> he ain't never seen a shot he didn't There's like. There's a reason you're out there all alone. I mean, they're wanting you to, <laughs> you to shoot that shot. I mean, but you got – it's one of them things where you uh, – okay, I can't, I can't defend everything, man. I, I, I'm going to just move on, man. But I do respect the fact that he has the mentality and willingness to shoot the shot because some people ain't going to shoot it. Some people like, I don't scare. I don't – it's cool. I ain't going to be on ESPN. And for my last point, John Petty, who I think is more comparable to J.R. Smith in his prime at the New York Knicks. Yeah, J.R. Smith is a great six man. Yeah, he can come off the bench, give you spark. Yeah, he's a plus defender. He's somebody that's athletic enough to run the court. And he can he can uh, fit in any system that you want due to his versatility and shooting, right? But at the same time, John Petty isn't a shot creator. He has to come off a screen a la Reggie Miller, a la, uh, um, not a, oh, Lord. I almost said something blasphemous and said, Larry Bird, Lord, forgive me. Hold on. Uh, let me say my prayers real quick. Lord Jesus, thank you. Okay, cool. Uh, so I like Reggie Miller, right? And they're so predictable during the course of a game, especially at Crunch because I'm going to just go under that screen and I'm going to just contest, right? We need somebody that's a true killer, somebody that's a Kobe, somebody that's a a, a LeBron, a, a Michael Jordan, somebody, a Allen Iverson. And I'm going to speak on Allen Iverson and Stephen Curry relating to Alabama basketball, but – you know Josh, Josh love the kids, man, and, and baby mama tripping, so I got to get this child support. I got to hurry up and make sure I see my kids, man. That's the most important thing in life, right? So y'all stay tuned in, man. We're going to come back with the fourth quarter action pack. Y'all stay tuned. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, traffic still light on this Monday morning. We do see some steady traffic going on McFarland eastbound coming in from West Tuscaloosa County. If you see other conditions, just give us a call, 205-886-8886. You can drive home today in a brand-new Nissan and save, save, save from towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good morning. A senior alert has been issued by the Tuscaloosa Police Department for 68-year-old Ralph Dale Wilson. He was last seen around noon yesterday leaving his residence in a 2014 bronze GMC 1500 double cab with an Alabama license plate of 2821 AF1. Mr. Wilson is living with a condition that may impair his judgment. Contact 205-737-5187 if you have information. And Tampa Bay is the Super Bowl champion. They beat Kansas City 31-9. I'm Don Hartley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbor's, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. 
Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. What's up, brothers and sisters? I am happy to come back for the fourth quarter. This is crunch time. But I just wanted to soothe us with the smooth sounds of Stevie Wonder. That is a special request by my mother. You know, I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, we, we I represent while I was on the stage, right? So as we're closing and um, as we are fixing to get on about it here, we want to go ahead and continue the point of Alabama basketball of how we can improve. What do we expect of ourselves in the postseason? And, uh, you know, just chop it up as we usually do. As you know, this is the Martin Houston show that is presented to you by Takakasa. Um, you know, we got a couple more minutes if you want to come in real quick. You know, we don't want to have to close the phone lines on you, but at 205-342-9904, we will try to get you in the conversation. You know, let you be the star, you know. But um, as I said before the break, I wanted to make a point about Allen Iverson and Stephen Curry and the um, infatuation that is – the infatuation that has manifested in the basketball community with team ball and um and uh, overall ball movement and three point shooting. See what and a lot of people will rank Stephen Curry above Allen Iverson. And as far as a career, yeah, you got a two time MVP, a three time champion. But when we look at Allen Iverson, we know him. We he's a, we know him as a killer. We know he's somebody that can get that last shot off, regardless of the circumstances. I've seen Allen Iverson carry a team by himself to get to the 2001 finals. I see him give Kobe 50 in the finals. I see him average 35 in the finals at 5'10", 170 pounds. And I say that to say this. We need somebody that's a dog. We need somebody that in the crunch time, there's no doubt in our mind he's getting the ball. Because when that happens, once the roles are established, it allows for everybody else to flourish in their roles, right? You got to be a star within your role. But who's going to be the star within the role of closing for Alabama basketball, right? And that's the question that I ask you. That's the question that I want to see be answered before we get to this tournament with March Madness, man. Like I said, who who do we want? Do we want a Stephen Curry? Or do we want an Allen Iverson in these situations, right? So, with uh, with us almost getting ready to get out of here, man, I, I just want to go ahead and get a get in a prediction from my producer. What do you think? Um, how can I say this? What do you think that we can land in a March Madness tournament? Do, are you thinking Sweet 16? Are you thinking Elite 8? Are you thinking Final Four? What do you think? What's your prediction, Joe? Tell me what you got. You're going to have to say that one more time. I'm sorry. It's all good, brother. As far as March Madness, Elite 8, Sweet 16, Final Four. They got to go to the Sweet 16 at least. But, yeah. you know, I've been on, on here all the time saying Final Four, Final Four. Stick so I'm going to carry the banner. There we go. Final Four. I'm, I'm on the same wave, brother. I think we can get to the Final Four. And since my bro JP on the team coming live from the 256, why not get us a ring, man? Florida got them a ring in basketball and football back in the day. Why can't we? You dig what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to let y'all uh, groove on out to the celebration time because, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, it, we, it's always time to celebrate, man. We alive. We're able. You know what I'm saying? We got able minds. We're blessed. 
Um, you know, I want to shout out to everybody that listens, specifically the family. You know who you are, Auntie Valerie, Mama, uh, my baby back at home that will remain nameless, but she knows who she is. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm I'm just happy and blessed to be on the show. I'm glad I'm going to be here all week. So, man, I'm going to let y'all boogie on that, and I'm going to see y'all tomorrow, man. Y'all be easy until next time, brother.